Hello, Pudding Peoples. We are here tonight with another, and it is night, uh, another collaboration of top subjects, let's call it, right? Yeah, we, we love to make lists about things that we think about and that we expect you all think about that fall into the realm of movies or TV shows or music or eventually we'll probably run out of subjects. Top 10 utensils. Mm, <laughs> a knife. That's right. Can we actually get to 10 utensils? Chopsticks? <laughs> Maybe. But for yeah. now. For, for now, now, for now, we'll, we'll work on what we've got, yeah. what we're working on. You know, maybe mention, talk a little bit about Steven Seagal, you know, that type of stuff too. But that's for a later discussion. That is for a later discussion because uh, the, I, I have a feeling there will be some, some strong disagreements as to, as to certain aspects of his, his quality of work. Amazing quality of work from <laughs> anyway, five years in the nineties. We die. We we digress. Yes, absolutely. We are coming to you today with another top ten list, and this list is going to be the top ten hip hop artists in our minds right now. Yes. Now, like so many things that we do, we have a very scientific method in order to sift through the many, many artists that could possibly be in this top 10 and get the cream of the crop in our minds to be, you know, the best of the best. So, Richard, what method did you use to create your top 10? I like these people. (laughs) So, as we've discovered with a lot of our things that we have talked about, if people have listened to all of them, I think most listeners can understand that we're kind of children of the 90s. I was thinking about this earlier. Definitely. Um, we are not um, millennials. No. We are not Generation X. Not technically, no. We are this weird little group stuck in between there, and we don't really have a title. So... Going back to that, a lot of the stuff that I enjoy, I feel like comes from that same era. I don't have much of anything that is new or modern. I don't have much of anything that's from like when hip hop and rap became more mainstream and popular to an extent, like from the 80s, right? I don't have much of anything of that. And I love, I mean, I was just listening to like Ohio players mm. all day today They're and wonderful. parliament was on, you know, like that's not hip hop. That's not rap, but that's a lot of stuff that gets sampled by a lot of artists and has a lot of influence on today's modern artists. Definitely. But in this list, I don't really have anything from seventies, eighties and that range. Don't really have anything from mid to late two thousands and beyond. So just kind of stuck in an era. That makes sense. And so we were kind of talking about this before we recorded the episode and trying to come up with our list. We both had slightly different problems in order to come up with the the groups of artists on this list. And you were saying that your problem was finding enough artists that you really considered worth mentioning on your list. Yes. Or if I had the, you know, if I had a collection of these artists like would i spend the money have i spent the money on these artists and some of them for sure i can say yes and 
actually all of them I can say yes on, but a lot of the other ones that are popular or people have strong opinions on or that are actually really good artists that I just don't happen to like, I don't probably own any of their, their music, or for that matter, listen to too much other than the occasional few songs that are in a collection of songs. Yeah, from our conversation a lot of times, it seems pretty clear you have a, a pretty defined preference of, of musical stylings that you like to listen to. Yeah. I mean, with, with some exceptions. I get stuck in my ways, but I'm at least willing to listen to and be open-minded about certain stuff, unless it's country music, and then I just keep going on about new stuff and how I don't like new stuff, but a lot of new stuff is just bad. So I'm like one of those, I'm one of those people. <laughs> well, it's, and, and, and so I have a slightly different, uh, upbringing. I was lucky enough to have, when I started listening to music, I was brought up on stuff that was significantly older than what was being played on the radio at the time. So I was listening to stuff from the fifties and the sixties and the seventies, uh, but I also listened to modern day stuff. So I think that kind of affected me in some route. So I, I listened to a conglomeration of different musical types and musical, um, uh, musical affiliations. So my, if, if you ever were to ride in the vehicle with me and I put on my music mix, one song would be heavy metal. One song would be rap. One song would be country. One song would be folk. Uh, bluegrass would pop in there, classical, video game music, jazz. It's going to go all over the place, even if I tend to have a lot of my favorites fall into the alternative spectrum of music um, uh, and some of the heavier rock and roll. I still have a, a, a great admiration for so many. So I had the opposite problem you did. I had so many rap artists that I really, really like, and I do listen to very regularly. Uh, so it was hard to pare down my list of what my top 10. So what I tried to do is, okay, again, kind of like your, what you were saying. Have I purchased their stuff in the past? Would I purchase their stuff? Would I go see them in a concert? Would I recommend them to my friends to listen to? Uh, you know, just a variety of things. And how do I get tired of listening to their music over and over and over again? So the the ones that tend to go top of my list, I will, I've, can't get tired of their stuff. It's just, I'll listen to it every, I'll listen to it every day for the most part. If, if there weren't so many musicians that I couldn't do that regularly. Other ones to listen to. Yeah. And I had the same one, like when I was listening to a lot of music when I was younger, I mean, we had, we listened to, gosh, uh, Super Gold was on their old radio station a lot. So very nice. We got to listen. I got to listen to a lot of older music. Um, I'm trying to think. the The only radio stations that we could get in were like modern. There were there were like the the, the current modern popular pop station, which was U ninety three mm-hmm. out of uh, South Bend, and that station just just annoyed the heck out of me. And and not that that was all with that's all there was to listen to. Um, Unless you wanted to listen to like AM talk radio, which when you're 10, 12, that's probably not your thing, most likely. So I don't know. Even then, I kind of blocked out a lot of the stuff. I listened to it and it was there. And I recognize a lot of the music that gets played because I heard it over and over and over and over again. But it's not, I don't know. I don't know where my, I guess, my genre of music came into, right? So like the first 
one of the first cassette tapes I owned was a Billy Idol mm-hmm. tape, mm-hmm. and then a lot of uh, Motley Crue tapes and uh, Metallica's Black album. Like those are my small little cassette tape collection that I had. So that that, that that's got. That if that has any any indication in my music styles and what yeah. I listen to, yeah. that's what I that's that's what I picked out when I was younger. Like that's what I wanted to listen to. Well, you could even see that then in my tape collection because I would have uh, Peter Gabriel and Bon Jovi and uh, Motley Crue and Was Not Was and um, Prince, and so I was kind of still kind of all, all over, over the place. place. Uh, but anyway. I digress yet again. Yeah, that gives us a little bit of uh, info to our listeners as to where we're coming from on our music picks and why we listen to what we listen to. I think, you know, to a small extent. So were you able to get up to an entire 10 artists? So I have 10 artists. Um, I will say two of which are on the list to be getting my, to get my number from 8 to 10. (laughs) Um, And the top eight that I've got are not in any necessary order like, oh, this is my favorite, or this one okay. is just number eight. No, it'll just be what I have written down, basically. I'll just go through the list. So yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll leave what I think most would be my weakest surprise. Oh, okay. I'll leave the surprise for last. Okay, okay. Well, let's start with one of your one of your barely made it into your top ten picks for number ten. Okay, so um, in this list, it's... Actually, I should say a lot of my lists, eight of the ten of my lists here, are really just more common oh, artists. Oh, you, like, you like common? I don't like common. Oh, okay. But um, very more main, not mainstream, but like the ones that are, are more well-recognized in that industry. So like the, the one on my list I've got here is DMX. Okay. Uh, and I don't, I don't, th- I don't celebrate his entire collection, as <laughs> it would be said. Um, but I can put his best of on, and I like all those songs, and they're good, and I can listen to those quite a bit. He has more than one song. He has a few. Oh, I'm just playing. He barks a lot in songs. He does songs. bark a lot. Um, but that's what he's makes in jail him, right now. I do believe makes him popular. He's got that kind of that that raw sound that a lot of people can get behind and get pumped. Is that why you have him on the list? No, so I, I think when you listen to his some of his songs, they it's almost comical to an extent when you hear them, right? Like, um, and then so back in my movie theater days when I worked at uh, when I worked at the movie theater, his his songs are in a lot of soundtracks. I feel like they're in a lot of things. More commonly, you see them in the Deadpool movies, mm. which is why I've been. Popping him on more in the last few years is just because I think that it just those are songs that just get stuck in your head a little bit. But uh, I I know for sure, for sure, one of the people I worked with, one of my friends, we would just have this running gag where we just walk past each other and we're like, "It's gonna give it to you," and like that's all we said. <laughs> like that's all we said, and it was just it was just funny. It just made each other laugh. So uh, I I think for his music, it's just it's. It's bad to say for rap. It's just catchy. 
maybe no, no, it just, no, absolutely. just gets stuck in your head. And so, like I said, some of it's comical, but really it's fun to listen to. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I always, I always enjoyed DMX. Um, not enough to put him in my top 10 or even in contention for the top 10, because while it's certainly catchy, his, his, um, mode of, of rapping grates on my nerves after a little while. <laughs> um, and, it's partially, I think, due to exactly what you're saying. He's had his songs be in quite a few movies, and they're almost universally flavored in the same way. Just like for a while, a, a certain Evanescence song seemed to be in every single movie that you would hear, and it was always for the same reason, in the same kind of crescendo way. Anytime you hear a DMX song in a movie, it's the same. It, well, okay, what are we in a in a gunfight, a car chase, or a fist fight, <laughs> or are we leading up to it? What trailer was it in to show you the highlights of the action scene? Yeah, you know? it's, it's, so I mean, it, it got it, it it got a little played, as it were, <laughs> a little, a little. So instead, for for my number ten, I took I took an artist that I actually do not own any music by. Uh, yet, uh, I, I believe this will be changing because I will likely be be getting it. But I've heard heard some music from this individual, and I've been suitably impressed that he manages to hit my top ten. And it is it is a current artist, Ooh. and I'm going to put that as a childish Gambino. Mm. So uh, Donald Glover. Donald Glover, yes. So he's he's an interesting dude. Um, as, I hear good things. Yeah, as a comedian. I, I didn't hate him. I thought he was okay. As an actor, very good in everything that I've seen him be in. He's been he's been solid. Very good comedic sense of timing, and he emotes well, does well. And then I hadn't really heard any of his music. And what made me start listening was, you know, in my normal deep dive into YouTube that I do entirely too often. I saw somebody talking about uh, This Is America. So, What's that up to? 100 million? To, how many hundreds of millions of views is that Ridiculous thing number of views. So I watched it and didn't know what to think. So I had to watch it again and still didn't know what to think. It took several times to kind of just digest what, it, what I was trying to figure out what he was trying to say with it. But there was no denying it had flow and he had skill and the visuals were excellent. Whoever came up with, uh, I can't remember who it was that, that did the video for that and came up with the whole thing, it was clever. So I started looking into some of his other music and other songs and things like Sweatpants. Uh, kind of an odd name for a song, but it's really, really solid. And again, another video. I mean, it seems like Often the video is an afterthought for most um, for most rap artists, especially nowadays, nowadays since there's yeah. no no real music television sta- uh, stations. That's anymore. what YouTube's for. You can make bank off of YouTube videos. Sure, exactly. And every every one that I've seen him do has a story to it, has a purpose to it. That that kind of Groundhog Day feel that Sweatpants has as he's going through the diner over and over and over again in the same order and doing the exact same things and as slowly all of the other individuals within the diner are turning into him. It's really, really interesting and and I I like his flow. 
Um, he's not quite as fast as some other people. I don't think he's as cutting as some other people, but he's got he's got something that I haven't seen a lot of other people have. So he's the complete package, if you will. Seems like it. Seems like it. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing more of his stuff, hearing more of his stuff. And I, I can say that I haven't uh, heard one single bit of his music, not because I've chosen to ignore it. It's just that it hasn't been anything that I've... It Like you on, on your YouTube, it didn't pop up on the recommended for you. On my, my music that I have a subscription for that gives me um, new albums to listen to every single day or recommended for me albums. It's nothing of his has ever popped up on there, so I've just never hmm. clicked on it. Kind of makes sense considering what you've said. Yes, and, and the music that I listen to. But, so, um, I have had some pretty good um, recommended for you's on here, but it's it's just just to give you an idea how this thing works, right? There's there's White Zombie on here, like, yes, I would listen to that. There's Barbara Streisand on here. Uh, no, some <laughs> sometimes there's some strikes. You're saying some Rod Stewart, you know, but like t- like this today's recommended for you had some Barry Manilow on it. Uh, just okay, you know, just like sure. the randomness that the rec- recommended for you gives you. I think nowadays on those subscription services gives you the opportunity to listen to those other artists that you wouldn't have normally even thought of. But he's never popped up in there. So mm-hmm. I've just never never gone searching for him either. It's the whole reason I listened to Die Antwoord the first time. As YouTube, I would never have listened to him and never even heard of him and for any other reason. It's like, oh, these guys are kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. But Inter- interesting, yes. They're not on my top ten. <laughs> no. Okay, so was it time for number... It is time for your number nine. Number nine. Now, once again, these are in no particular order. However, these first two are the ones that are in the top ten. Let's call it by default. Mine, mine will be in order. I can't have it not be in order. So I have the good old Clevelanders, uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Uh, I thought about them for a little while, and when I made my initial list, it's like, oh, they were really good. So yes. they they would have been in contention, but I didn't feel too bad because they would have made my top ten. The, the thing I like about them is they are in a lot of other people's music as well, mm-hmm. and you can always recognize some one of them. They all sound very similar to an extent. Mm-hmm. You recognize their their music, but you... All these artists, I think you recognize their music and how they play. I was actually, when I was on the way here, I was listening to an album off of one of the artists on my list. I was like, you know, this sounds just like this person. And a minute into the song, that person starts rapping. I'm like, oh, okay, that's <laughs> that's probably why this song sounds like that person. So uh, I think... Bone Thugs and Harmony has a little bit of that going to it. It's a really recognizable, really recognizable sound. Oh yeah, um, I a sing-songy yo-yo speed kind of a thing. And I have um, the Art of War, which is a two-part CD. Well, to me, it's a CD because it came in two CDs, but sure. uh, two albums. And they've had plenty of other albums, but I think that's the one that I identified with. The one, the 1999 
Eternal, I think, was the one where they became more recognizable. They had some good songs off of that one. That sounds right. But the the two-part one just has a lot of good songs on it, kind of front to back, and it's just... It's it's I think beats that you can kind of get into mm-hmm. and, and they change things up a little bit. There's some more mellow ones or some heavier ones. I've got some guest uh, artists that appear on there and some other songs as well. So it's just a good, well-rounded album. The rest of their music, you know what they like? I said they show up in other. They show up in artist X, artist Y. So. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why I like a, a lot of these people on here is not only do they make good music, but other people think they make good enough music that they show up on other people's music too. So. Well, I got to say they, they hold an interesting spot. They're one of the few bands that, I mean, we, we tend to make snap judgments and knee-jerk reactions to people. And my first reaction to Bone Thugs was, God, these guys are terrible. Um, and they changed my mind. And it... It surprised the heck out of me, but I listened to some more of their stuff, and and uh, even the songs that I thought, man, this this is just awful. No, I just I hadn't digested it yet, and it, it I ended up becoming much more much more favorably pleased by uh, by what they made, but never to the extent that I really kind of was a uh, on the on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, I never. I don't think I would purchase anything from them nowadays, but since I own one of their better albums, I'm I'm right. good with Are that. Are still making music? Yes? Question mark? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell anywhere. Okay. So, talking about uh, groups that had mainstream um, popularity, this group had some major mainstream popularity for a hot minute, and there was always some talk about them breaking up at some point, even to the extent that they addressed it in some of their music at one point. So my number nine is Outcast. Some Atlantean. Atlanteans. Atlanteans, that's right. So um, I kind of got into them via two of their albums, uh, Stank Anya and um, Speaker Box and The Love Below. Uh, those two, that two parter there that one i thought was really really interesting and and i thought it was pretty pretty awesomely done letting each each main member of uh the group have their own kind of style and but of the two i tended to like big boy a little bit more but so they've got you know they've got just uh you know bombs over baghdad got played and played and played yeah a lot of their songs did like not just that one but i a lot of them yeah, yeah, yeah. They all they've they've got some good songs, and their albums like they have a unique sound for, for sure, and I think that's what got them a lot of their airtime too. But I, there's a lot of I, I you know I've got some Atlanteans on my list as well. So I feel like that area is just a good area for hip hop artists. You know, I could be crazy, but like that's you you think about certain areas throughout the country that are good with ribs for mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. well there are certain areas throughout the country that are good for hip-hop artists and they have their own specific sound and style you know whether it's atlanta or new york or memphis or um 
you know, whether it's California. So, well, of course, the last thing that I'll say about Outcast specifically, one of my favorite things about any good rap artist or rap group, I love, you know, talking about a minute ago with Bone Thugs, having them show up with other artists. I, I really like either when uh, a rap artist has a group of other artists with them that all collaborate or they'll get a, a group of other artists for a specific track. And in fact, it's been made fun of. SNL did a good sketch where there were just too many <laughs> too many rap artists on the single track. Yeah. But if you can get five, six rap artists on a single track that are all going to lay down a few bars here and there and have it sound awesome, that to me is kind of like the culmination, the, the, the cream of the crop right there, the best that you can do. And Tomb of the Boom on... Um, on a speaker box specifically does that phenomenally. I really, it's got a great flow. Everybody has a bar and not just does everybody have a bar. Nobody outdoes each other uh, in a, in a, for, in a really visible way. Everybody has slightly slight stylistic differences that are very audible between it. And it, and it all wraps up uh, with big boy finishing the last little bit. So just fantastic. Yep. Uh, I've, I, I never owned any of their albums, and until I had the subscription service, never listened to them other than when they popped up on the radio station or someone else had them. However, I was like, ooh, Outkast, let's listen to them. So I have put those albums on uh, on my phone to listen to from time to time so I could you know, play catch-up with that band, which was very popular in our, in our college days, let's call mm-hmm. it. So... Um, I, I, I definitely know all the music now that you are actually talking about. I can say, yes, I have listened to that particular artist. So unlike the first one, yes, I'm familiar with Outcast. <laughs> You're familiar with Outcast. That's a good start. Well, I bet now that we're getting into your eight top ones that we'll, we'll, a good chunk of us will be familiar. Yes. So the, the first, oh, geez, the first three here, the first two really are just, I don't need to talk about them too much. They're too easy. They're too okay. plain. First one, Snoop. You okay. know, so let's just say from the time frame, like that. that is our era's, one of our era's just all-time greatest artists. It doesn't matter what genre. He right? is fantastic. One of the all-time greatest artists, one of the most recognizable voices, one of the rest most recognizable faces, one of the biggest collaborative artists that is – out there, even still to this day, uh, he's. He, I've got multiples of his album. Everybody's got doggy style. Oh yeah. I, I mean, let's let's be honest. If you're our age or older or younger by ten years, you own that album. I, I don't know why. Unless it, you have some deep seated resentment to rap or yeah something else. But he. That is pro. I mean. That is probably one of the most recognizable albums in general with just great songs that all of us can probably put on that CD and sing all the lyrics to almost all the songs on that entire album. And it sounds dumb, but if he only had that one album, he would still be amazingly popular. But oh, he yeah. does tons and tons and tons of music, and he's got lots of songs out there. He's got lots of albums, and he keeps making music, and he's Snoop Lion now instead of Snoop Dogg, and he's just, popularity is just... 
yeah. goes and goes and goes. I, 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 I don't to have to talk I, too much about him. Yeah, so. I, I don't quite understand that whole Snoop Lion thing. I mean, he's always going to be Snoop Dogg to me. But uh, yeah. um, no, I agree. It, it, I, it, he was one of the ones that was tearing my hair out that didn't quite make my top ten. It's like, but he's so good. But so are these other guys. So good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> so like, like I said, that's, that's not much of a discussion piece to me because... He's too easy. Yeah, so. we don't have to really spend too much time on him. No. Though I, I will say that if it wasn't for Parliament, a lot of Dre's and his stuff just wouldn't be what it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just pull up. Uh, and I've listened to Parliament a lot in the last couple of weeks. Just listen to some of their songs. Listen to, to anything that's related to Parliament. And you're like, yeah, I Almost all of it's sampled in some form or way in either Snoop or Dre or somebody else's albums from that era. Yeah. You know, just like crazy. And the funny thing is, you know, a lot of times people that dislike rap will say, it's just like, well, they're not making their own music and they're they're either stealing from somebody else or they're tarnishing the original song. And I, I've never, well, I can't say I've never felt that way. There are some exceptions, but for the most part... I, it feels like it's a door to the past. I mean, you get somebody listening to something that has a bit of music sampled to it. It's like, oh, did you like that? Would you like to listen to the artist that they sampled? You would probably really like whoever it is. It's, it's a way to kind of keep life, to bring life to some of the older music without just making a cover song. Yeah, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Some old jibber-jabber. Yeah. So keeping that in mind, in that same kind of time period, uh, uh, for uh, a little bit, a little bit later, but not by much, um, my number eight uh, is uh, Missy Elliott. Hmm. Um, Missy misdemeanor, yes. or is this is it just Missy now? Like I what era? Just, I believe it's just uh, Missy at the moment. But uh, when, when we were listening, it was. But she had the, was it misdemeanor then? Well, it was for a little while. For a little while, okay. I think I think she was whatever it took to be fresh, and that was that was one of the things that was so was still is amazing by her. I mean, she she had a definite lull where she didn't really make anything for a while, at least nothing that that I saw. Well, she and, did she didn't make it, but she did. She do a lot of. Did she go to the production side of things. I is believe so. I, I think that's what it is because you, you would see her collaborate with a lot of people and get a lot of people together and. So seeing her back, what, the Super Bowl last mm-hmm. year, and uh, that actually genuinely got me excited. It's like, all right, cool. If she makes any new stuff, I'm going to give it a try because she had a very slick flow. She could do the standard kind of a rap style. She could do the the melodic rap where there's some, some notes behind it. She always had a way with words to create turns of phrase or language that you wouldn't hear in other situations that got readily adopted by everybody before before the age of memes uh, came along or before the age where the internet kind of overblows things very, very quickly. It, it would still catch on from some of the things that she had. And I know for me, uh, I tend to, I tend to listen to, uh, was it her first one? Super Dupa Fly? That might've been it. Uh, Under Construction and So Addictive, those are the two other albums of hers that I just kind of always listen to. And, of course, she was on with Timberland and Magoo all the time. All the time. So, I mean, you could always listen to her collaborating with that. But uh, Get Your Freak On, 
that that is a great song. It pumps me every time I hear it. And even if it is in a movie that a lot of people don't think of as a classic, hearing a version of it in the rundown with the rock in the club scene at the beginning. Well, and, and that's that's not that song was borderline overplayed, right? You know, yeah. What I go with borderline, but like typical of that era, mm-hmm. overplayed. Let's call it so. Definitely a very recognizable song. It most certainly was. I take it you were not as big of a Missy listener. No, I, I, I didn't dislike Missy Elliott. And what, what, what was the one where she was in the the video with like basically the black inflatable bags as her the rain? Yes, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Yeah, you knew exactly what I was I knew exactly which one you were talking about. It in, in my notes of the songs that I like, that was one of them because <laughs> it it got played a lot and it was it was really good. I mean, because back in the day, the it was it was her and Timberland and Magoo and Aaliyah and Genuine, and that was that kind of tight knit. There was a lot of good artists, artists in there, yeah. you know, and and I think Timberland was the person that made all that work. I think he's a lot of the behind the scenes on a lot of people's really good music. Yeah. Um, Aaliyah, uh, for sure. And then her and, you know, like if Timbaland and Missy got together, they always made, I felt like, good music. Yeah, if people people should dig around on, on Timbaland a little bit more because they'll be surprised about how much he does for people. Oh, yeah. he's It, it wasn't for him... Uh, uh, um, Timberlake, yeah, Justin Timberlake, absolutely where he was, and I, uh, yeah, I tip my hat on that one because I'm a big, you wouldn't expect it, but I'm a big Justin Timberlake fan. So, side side note for all of our listeners here, um, if you want to go to a YouTube video, you can find a young lady by the name of Mary Halsey performing "Work It" by Missy Elliott. Oh, don't do that! <laughs> yeah, got him. No, you will, you will. Want to uh, scrub your eyes for a moment, possibly. Uh, maybe, maybe with sandpaper. I don't know. It's amusing for five seconds. <laughs> it's like a five-minute video, but the first two minutes of it, you're like, yeah, this is... Okay, and then you're done. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, what's your number seven, Richard? Okay, so back to the way too easy, uh, I've got Dr. Dre. Kind of figured that might be coming if Snoop was your was your previous one. Yeah. Now, so are you talking about N.W.A. Dr. Dre? Or are you talking no, about- I'm talking more like the Chronic and Chronic 2001. Um, I think what you get from those albums is it, it, you kind of get the same. Well, the Chronic, I should say, not maybe necessarily 2001, but like the Chronic is the same kind of thing. In relationship to Snoop and Doggy Style, in that that album, you could play, you could put that like it to me. It sounds just as good today as it did twenty years ago. I agree. And you could play every song off of there. I feel like and know the lyrics to just about every single one of them. Maybe I'm the crazy one, but I, I feel like that album has that same playability. And not only does Dr. Dre do that but he produces the world out of everything and mm-hmm. just makes a ton of money doing production and collaborations and behind the scenes stuff so not only is he a really good artist but he's a really good 
do everything person that I don't think a lot of people know he does as much as what he does. You know, it's kind of funny. It, it may sound odd, but I feel like we were lucky that we got the chronic at the time and point that we did. Because, I mean, even at that time, they got a little flack for that album, but not a ton. If that album came out today, it would get a hate storm. I mean, because there's a lot of... There's a lot of subject matter in there that is definitely considered to be uh, racist or homophobic or uh, misogynistic. Uh, it's yeah, that was a trend. That was a trend for yeah. a lot of that material back in in that time era, for sure. But if you can kind of overlook that a little bit, it's it's awesome. It is a great great album. Yep, those really those two, and like I said, he's done other stuff. He's on some other people's albums here and there. But, um, yeah, that, that, that one's, once again, that's an easy talk track. There's not much to say. Everybody knows who, oh, yeah, who he is definitely. and who those albums are. So that's an easy one. All right. So this one is probably also an easy one. But uh, I, one, of my, one of my favorites. And, and in a band that had a, or a group that had a real change over the years, and I really wish that I could hear them again, but unfortunately it's not possible. Uh, my number seven is the Beastie Boys. Mm. The Beastie Boys, very good. Yeah, they um, when they originally started, they were in a punk band called the Aborigines. And um, the, their roster changed a little bit. I believe they had a, a female singer in that group that left before they... Because they did like a little bit of rap with her in it, and it was it was really good. And I don't know if that's the reason she left, and they just redid everything. But then they finally in the eighties just went full out rap. Yeah, you know, you got the right to party kind of thing, and so you know, it was kind of a fun sort of rap, and it was it was early it was early stylings. And then they just constantly shifted over the years. Yeah, they evolved. They, yeah. they kept up with, with. they didn't just stick to one thing. And they kept going. They kept making new albums, too. I mean, I will still listen to, um, I will still listen to License to Ill. I'll still listen to Hello Nasty and Paul's Boutique. I mean, just, and the, and the videos. Again, another band that understood I mean, admittedly, it's still a different time at that point, but I understood the impact of a memorable video, kind of like a Foo Fighter-level entertaining video, where it's like Sabotage, where it's a, a bad 70s cop show. Oh, yeah. They, they, they had they had the the system down, for, for sure. They, they maximized their exposure. And because they were... I think they're one of the unique ones in the sense that a lot of these artists, and I could be going in a different direction but a lot of these artists were good with a soundboard right they were good at manipulating sounds creating sounds blending sounds whereas the beastie boys could do that but play their instruments because of their exposure and their doing of the you know like doing different types of albums and playing in a traditional band set from when they were that punk band so they could integrate a lot of that sound into their music as well which was unique you didn't get a lot of that to an extent yeah it kind of broke my heart when mca died and then 
down the lane when John Barry died. And it's just like, man, it, it, I never got to see them perform. That's one of the one of the bands I would have loved to have seen live, and I never got to see them. Yes, and I'll just I'll just skip right on to my next one because I have Beastie Boys on my list as well. Ah, perfect. So I I have them on my list for kind of the same reasons. You know, they just have a unique a unique sound that kept evolving, and and and, and our. Our heyday, I guess you could say, the college days was "Hello Nasty," nice. and that was one of their later, you know, one of their later releases. But that thing was really popular, mm-hmm. and I think if you if you think about it, uh, "License to Ill" was pro- like was that that was the one that really launched them. Launched them very popular stuff. "Hello Nasty" was twelve years later, so there's a pretty yeah. big gap in there, and there's a pretty big difference in the type of music that was played. In license to ill, um, and to hello nasty. Of course, much more polished as a successful artist with more money and more time and more practice tends to tends to be. But I I just thought that they always had some good music to listen to. Speaking of, if you want to listen to uh, an underrated Beastie Boys album, Ill Communication, fantastic. It didn't get a lot of of coverage or press at the time i don't think and a lot of people won't be able to quote tracks off of that particular album but in a lot of ways it was ahead of its time but that that has one of my favorite songs on there which is uh sabotage what you're talking about so well then let's go ahead since we both had that we'll call that both of our numbers or that would be your six um Yes. Because you started. Correct. So we'll move back to me and go with my six, which yes. I know for certain will not be on your list. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, for me, uh, the number six goes to Twista. It was originally known as Tongue Twista. I am familiar with the name, but I couldn't tell you a single bit of anything. Uh, so, okay. So I like fast. I like I like speed. But... Not just speed, clear, uh, clear understanding, clarity. So if you can, uh, if you can go and get a ton of syllables in, I can still understand what you're saying. That's awesome, and that's what Twista can do. I mean, when he's really trying, he can he can spit fire, as they say. Um, but I started really listening to him with uh, Kamikaze and Adrenaline Rush were the two albums that I really listened to more than anything. Now, you would probably still be familiar because they played the crap out of one of his songs, and that was Slow Jams because that was one of the songs that he collaborated with a couple of different people on, and one of it was singing from... Um, oh, I'm having a mental... I'm having a mental seizure at the moment uh maybe it's caused by all the rain that you might be hearing at the moment oh it is raining that's what it is I was yes. like, what is that <laughs> but um um there's an actor that uh was twista more of uh east coast was he with like he was he was southern southern okay so he wasn't who was his group that he was affiliated with not really one uh, well, there might have been one, but not one that I was familiar with. He he was kind of on his own, um, but he would collaborate with like Kanye and uh, Pharrell 
And, uh, you know, a lot of people wanted to be on a track with him because of the speed that, that he could, he could put, mm. but, um, and it's just going to bother me. The name of the actor that's been just in a ton of stuff. And he's actually got a music CD and the singing on that. And I, I know all of you are yelling it while you're listening. It's like, I know exactly who that is. Uh, I think he did. Did he do Ray, Ray Charles in the biopic? Are you talking about Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx. Thank you. He was on that track. So, I mean, it, it was big. And, you know, he's got a lot of good stuff. Like, But Heartbeat, I'll listen to that. If I want to get pumped up on something, the, the song Heartbeat uses kind of the uh, Friday the 13th background music with, with a lot of bass. Hmm. Uh, I'll have to listen to him just to get some... I, like, like you said, if I just heard the songs, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's him. That's okay. Or okay. Overnight Celebrity or... Holding down the game. Uh, nah. Guy's awesome. Okay, so obviously we're not going to have a back and forth on this, but <laughs> you you can't you can't miss this guy. All right, so I'll I'll go into uh, my next artist, which kind of leads. It's a good play in from yours because you said you like fast but discernible. Yes, um, I've got Ludacris on mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on my list here. That's my next one, so we're, we're in sync again. We're good, we're good, yes. So, of all these artists that I have on here, I own the most of his music. Now, that's to say some of these other people, like Snoop's put out tons and tons and tons of albums, they only have a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dre's put out really three, four albums, if you count the Aftermath, mm-hmm. which, not really, anyway... But I own two. But he just doesn't have that many albums of his own that are out for me to own. But Ludacris just puts them out all the time. And I've got a good four or five of his albums. So, And, and the thing about his music, I just I just like it. Like I mentioned way back at the beginning, I just like it. You know, it's got good sound. It's got a good flow. It's always got good... Um, his his rhymes are cheesy, but not bad cheesy. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I know like, exactly what you mean. He makes things work together, even though they are maybe not funny, but... Fun. How many rappers make you smile when you listen to their music? Yes, because of how they were able to complete things and put together a puzzle and make it. So, yeah, Ludacris does that. Um, like I said, his time frame is kind of in a you know, what we've talked about a little bit as far as when our heyday was. But, you know, his Back for the First Time was 2000. And a lot of these albums that I own are in that time frame. Word of Mouth, uh, Chicken and Beer. Little Red Light District. Red Light District, Release Therapy. I got all those albums. I actually own the CDs for all of the, like all of those albums. So uh, for sure, he's the one that I own the most actual Album, so you know you know the best song that he does, right? Oh, there are, there's so many of them there's that so are good. Uh, Tropic Thunder. Get back. Oh yes, get back, Mr. Falcon. Oh man, it's uh, that that makes me laugh every time I hear that song. I I see uh, a very made up Tom Cruise <laughs> dancing <laughs> to it. I can't help it. Yeah, and his but see a lot of his music is in stuff as well oh, like yeah. we we mentioned uh, dmx earlier about his music and it's just you, you hear a lot and it's in stuff well dmx uh, you know doesn't have even though i think the same 
level of what you see with Ludacris. He's no. just got stuff all over the place. Mm-hmm. But he does the same thing with collaborations. He's on a lot of people's albums. He's actually on some other some other people's my my next few or they're on my list here. He's with those guys in a lot of songs as well. So he plays music with a lot of people. And he's in a dumb car franchise movie thing. So Yeah, yeah. That, I, I'm not going to disparage that, what, eight, 12 movies they've done in the Fast and the Furious grouping. I probably will eventually watch it. I just, I, I've never gotten myself to the point where I, I don't want to watch cars chasing cars. People listen like, oh, there's more to it than that. Yeah, there's guns. Yes, yes there is. <laughs> no, I'm good. But sometimes they're in tanks, man. Like, they go from skyscraper to skyscraper. Okay. I'm good, you know. Get some rock in there at the end. I'm good. Uh-huh. I'm going to let you take the lead again, though, because your five was also my five. Mm, the, so. the Ludus. Okay, so next on my list is maybe a surprise to the listeners. I'm a big fan of Lil John. Really? Oh, yeah. I can listen to me some Lil John any day. Any day. Hmm. Interesting. Not, uh, not, definitely not what I would expect. I just think that his, his, how he just basically shouts the whole time is so, (laughs) so absurd that it sounds really good. And his music is the real key to this. Um, His, his music is the real key. I can relate him to Guar because I think Guar plays really good music gets overshadowed sometimes by the person singing on top of that music. Lil John's the same, but he's got his own different type of personality and his recognizable catchphrases, which everybody out there is probably doing right now. I'm not going to do it. I'm above that. I'm not going to say it. What? No, I'm not going to do it. Okay. But, um, you know, I... Okay. uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, all right. So he, I, I don't know, he's he's very recognizable. He does a lot of music with other people. We mentioned about that, how, how I like that. Uh, he, he, I think, helps a lot of people make music besides just the music that he makes. Too. I could definitely go with that. He's definitely, he, he generally enhances anybody that he works with. Uh, I mean, let, let's, let's be honest with ourselves. He had a, a great episode a great run in the Chappelle show yes right and when he's on there portraying himself it's just hilarious it so is. like he going back to what you kind of what we were talking about before like he doesn't take himself too seriously. too seriously he knows what he is and he rolls with it without taking himself too seriously but I I legit own um, Kings of Crunk and Crunk Juice and I'll argue that those albums are just front to back, just amazing albums that if you're on a drive somewhere and you need to, uh, it's late at night and you got a long drive and you want to stay awake, just put those in because you'll be good to go. <laughs> They're real good. Uh, he he kind of falls in the realm of, okay, for me. And that wasn't intended as a joke 
whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 he's midline. He, he didn't have any songs to me that I would listen to over and over and over again. And he, he has, doesn't have that one song that just, okay, I think of him when I hear that song. I think of Chappelle's show when I think of him. That's true. Um, That's true. Which isn't a bad thing. But, but uh, it's, eh, uh, he probably, he, it's, I would not not listen to him. Well, like his, you know, his, his few is, you know, like, like get low, obviously. But then there's, um, he's with the, the yin yang, yin yang twins. To the windows? To the windows? Uh, that one, yes. But he's got the one with uh, <laughs> the salt shaker with the yin yang twins. Yeah. And then there's the uh, shots. Is it? Is that what it is? Like when he's um, oh, uh, because he he's done different types of albums, and he just basically yells, "Oh gosh, who was he with?" The uh, the uh, Red Foo, um, gosh, the the dudes with the real big curly hair and the obscene like gigantic glasses. And yeah, it's not not. No. I, I, it's not bringing a name. I'm getting the visual. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I think one of them's red foo. Does that sound? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah how how stupid am I talking about <laughs> right now? I think it's yeah, that... I I think it's red foo. Uh, I I don't know, <laughs> but it's the one like where he's like they're like shots, 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 and he just yells it a whole bunch of times, and then he shots. And then he tells everybody to yell, and then he shots, you know, okay. I'm generalizing the amount of time. Eh, okay. I think I'll just move on. We'll as, just move on from a little bit. As I was told, if you don't have something nice to say, which I don't have anything mean to say either. I just <laughs> don't have anything to say. Uh, uh, I've heard he's very interesting behind the scenes to talk to a smart individual. Yes. Um Knows his business. Knows his business. So, all right. My number four, we're going to go with somebody current again. Uh, another artist I actually don't own any st- stuff from yet, and I'm sure there's probably something that I could buy, but it's another one that I popped over on YouTube and just impressed the heck out of me to the extent that I cannot have him on not be on the top ten at the moment, and that is uh, Lil Dicky. He's got, uh, I'll go back to YouTube, one with just an absurd amount of views on it. Yeah, he's, he's got several. Freaky Friday he did with Chris Brown. That that got a lot of views to it. Uh, I've been showing people Pillow Talk because I, it's brilliant. Not exactly a song that I would put in a car at any given point, but as a viewing experience while you're listening, fantastic. It is so out there and different. It's it's really awesome, but he also has um, well, just, saved that money. It's pillow talk, baby. Uh, where they the whole concept is they're going places, trying not to spend anything to make the uh, to make the music video. Can we use your mansion for a few minutes? Uh, and you know, people will just let him do it. Um, uh, but also something that you know something that's kind of interesting. Some. Some rap artists are good if you give them time to come up with something. Some can just immediately off the cuff do something or at least have things prepared that if they are in the right situation, 
they've got this ammunition that they can bring out and do it. And that's what he's got. If you've never heard this dude freestyle, oh my Lord. He has not just the ability to go fast and clear. His subject matter is atypical. It's often very funny. His references are all over the place. So you're generally going to get something. He has the ability to adjust his flow in the middle of a freestyle like nobody I've ever seen. Really, really solid rap artist. Do you think he would have won the rap battle in 8 Mile? Hard to say. Uh, Considering that was scripted, (laughs) I doubt it. (laughs) He would not have been the the lead in that movie. So I don't know. But but I was better. Doesn't matter. Um, he's an up and comer, and I'm going to keep my eye on him because he is not only atypical in his subject matter and his delivery and his variability, but you look at the guy and you don't think rapper. You look at the guy and you think, eh, accountant maybe. <laughs> Just not not that kind of a look. And. Sometimes that deception makes what you're seeing and hearing that much better. It sounds like it's just your your eyes are fooling you, or your ears are fooling you, or both. So you're right. That just means like there's there's a, there is a I think when we're when we're talking about this and people have the artists, a lot of people know these artists and some people don't know these artists, but they have a visual representation of this these artists in their heads. I think that adds to it. Like that, I mean, in any music or movie that we talk about, so it does have that slight influence in your enjoyment of that artist. Definitely so. Well, we're getting towards the top line. We're up to the top three, I believe, on each of our lists. And once again, I can't necessarily say that these are my top three, but um, they are yours. They are basically in mine. a countdown for yours. Yeah. They just happen to be the last three that I'm going to rattle off on on my particular list. Okay, so this next artist is basically off the strength of one album. And of all of these, I'm looking here, I got to think, of all of these artists that I have on my list... This is the only one that I have actually seen most of them in person. Huh. So that is West Side Connection. All right. So they have one album. They have, no, 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 that's not true. They have multiple albums. They have one album that is just, in my opinion, just really, like one of the best all-around albums. And... For me personally, mm-hmm. I can go in and listen to all the songs and recognize all the lyrics and that type of stuff. And maybe sure. it was overplayed. Maybe I listened to it too much myself. But it's right up my alley as far as the era goes. And that the the one album is "Bow Down." Well, sure. And the group of uh, group of individuals that that make up West Side Connection, Ice Cube. So like that goes back. Everybody knows who Ice Cube is. Then there's Mac-10 and Dub-C. So there's your three that collaborate to form the West Side Connection. And they're if all you, good. They're all good. If you'd, if you'd listened to one of our previous podcasts, those guys are who I saw in one of our the concerts for yeah. the Family Values Tour. Yeah. So uh, that's why I say I have seen most of them, um, not all three of them, but... 
I don't know, that, that song, that album is just, it's really good. And if you hadn't listened to them or didn't know that Ice Cube was in a collaboration um, known as West Side Connection and you're a fan of Ice Cube, well, you need to listen to this album because yeah. it's really good. If you've, it, it, and well, and you know, talking about artists changing over time, um, it's a good way to see how he changed a little bit because you know, just like when Dre was back in the whole NWA, seeing his style change from that to going solo and, and things over the years, it was a, a pretty big shift. And Ice Cube, maybe not quite so great a shift, but you still see some polishing and some honing as he's he's going from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Mac now Mac Ten, I can't say that he changed all that much. No. Mac Ten is Mac Ten. Mac Ten is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you don't hear a lot from them. No. Standalone. You you'll every once in a while you'll see them and you'll recognize that that artist is like, oh well they're with that group on their album for one song. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. Okay, I know who that is. So um yeah, that's really. I'm trying to think here. Yeah, that's that's about it. It's got a lot of bass in it. That's why I like that song. I like that um, album. It's yeah. got a lot of bass. So. Yeah, Ice Cube was a near miss to my top ten. Yeah, I like him quite a bit. That album talks a lot of trash about. Uh, there's a couple songs specifically trashing Cypress Hill on there, and I thought briefly <laughs> about having Cypress Hill because I enjoy yeah. some some Cypress Hill. Me too. Um, I thought briefly about having them be in the nine or ten slot to creep into the the list of ten but they didn't make it they nearly missed it because they they have a couple albums that i, that I listened to but i started thinking about it's like but no and eh, not quite that good no fun fun but not good yeah all right well that's that, that was that was an interesting choice uh we're gonna go with uh, my number three is a rap artist that has been going fairly strong for quite some time and I don't know if he's showing signs of slowing down. Kind of, I would say he probably is a little bit at this point. But not only good himself, but always surrounds himself with a lot of, a lot of artists that, that have potential. That a lot of times they don't really reach that top tier status. But you always go, it's like, yeah, I know who those guys are. And I always enjoy listening to them. In fact, one of the people on his group was another person that almost hit my top ten. But I'm just going to go with him, uh, Busta Rhymes. Mm. Uh, love Busta Rhymes. Again, talking about somebody that can put down some speed. He's not quite as clear when he's doing a lot of his faster stuff as some other artists can be. Well, he's a, he's a big dude. Like, yeah. he's like he's a big dude. He's tall. He's got he's he's got a lot of muscle. He's got like that kind of that throaty, scratchy voice. Um, so I can under, like I can understand why sometimes he's not exactly as clear, but he's a good one. I own, I actually I own um, some some Buster Rhymes, so I appreciate uh, some Buster Rhymes. See if I can guess which one that you've got. Um, I'm going to go with When Disaster Strikes. Yes, that was probably one of his his biggest successes yep right right in that uh happy time era it was like 1997 when that album came out i do believe so so yeah he was he was excellent now the interesting thing he originally or at least that i knew of originally was with a group called uh, leaders of the new school and that's the first time i ever saw him 
was with them, and they were on MTV, and he was, I don't remember if it was a spring break, or they were performing, and, you know, the group was kind of okay, and then he would come out and do his bit, and I was like, dude, that guy is freaking awesome. I would I would listen to him, I and mean, the, them together are decent. Him, he is clearly the one of that group that was the best. And when he went solo, everything that he did, he turned a commercial for uh, knowing what stuff was going to be poisonous under your counter into the backup for one of his songs. <laughs> uh, dangerous. Uh, that that in and of itself, I think, is just awesome. But did collaborate with one of your other artists on there, Miss uh, Missy Elliott. Yeah. Well, he's collaborated with about, you know, to differing degrees of success, with a little bit of everybody. I mean, he's also collaborated with, like, Mariah Carey. Yeah, he's done a lot of a lot of stuff with a lot of people. And generally speaking, what he does is pretty good. Oh, yeah. What's, okay, so he does a lot of work with, uh, like, more, he's more of an East Coast I think so. I, I tend to lose track after a while, and I try not to look too closely at some of this false division sort of stuff. Yeah, but it's but more what I was saying, like the the, the style. The style, yeah. Right. I'd so he, right. he he spends time with a lot of folks that from the East Coast have that just different style from what you see from the South or the West. Yeah. And I'm, gosh, I'm I'm uh, who's Q-Tip? Oh yeah. Um, What's what's the band that he's in? Oh, um, this is the bad thing about recording at nearly midnight. Yeah, you I get my brain parts don't work. Um, you would think that we would have these these certain things in front of us that would help us find out little bits of information almost by almost by magic. Um, did did I did I? Waste enough time for you to figure out who it was. <laughs> no. uh, nope. Uh, I'm still. Oh gosh, uh, Q-Tip does a lot. Buster Tribe Rhymes. called Quest. Tribe called Quest. Yes. Yeah. I, the first so, thing I thought was, was, okay, late night talk show. <laughs> There's a band that has a member. Uh, oh, well, you were thinking the 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 Roots. I know. It's like, wait, no, that's not it. Ah, oh, my brain just was not. Was not firing. Tribe, uh, Tribe Called Quest is another uh, another good band that's got some really good music out there yeah, that I think do. is real smooth. Um, not in my list, but um, there are too many good ones. Yeah. All right, but everybody knows Busta Rhymes. You know, you know, give me some more, break your neck, make a clap, etc. Yeah. So very all common, right. very all popular, right. good stuff. Yeah. All right, number two. Okay. Um, Number two is Tupac. Yeah, that's fitting. Yeah, so uh, I'll go back to it. That's kind of his heyday was my heyday, right? Um, he's had a few albums. He's had a, a posthumous album just because he recorded he's got a hologram. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, you know his mom. His mom just keeps putting out albums somehow. Hmm. Um, he re- he just recorded. I feel like he recorded a lot of material, and not all of it made it to publication. And that's just all it is. He oh. just recorded and recorded, and he had a lot of stuff a sitting lot of on tapes. Do that. Yeah. Um, but try to cash in a little bit more on his popularity while he can. 
and put a few albums out, although I haven't heard necessarily a lot of those. Um, I, I just feel like he had his heyday where he, he he had a few just killer albums. Oh, yeah. And that's all you need sometimes, right? Just oh. a few good ones. Um, he still had a song that was one of my favorites. That was a collaboration with Dre. Um the uh, Mad Max, California video. Love, yeah, California yeah. Love. Uh, that's so that was off of All Eyes on Me. That was two CDs. Uh, I definitely owned and overplayed that album. There's a lot of there's a lot of songs on there that I feel like a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. And he was he was on on when I was mentioning the Bone Thugs and Harmony. He played the he was on the second album on that. CD that I was mentioning, The Art of War. He had a song on there that's very, that everybody, I think, would recognize with yeah. people shooting guns. And, of course, talking about original groups and things, uh, he was with uh, Digital Underground, if I remember correctly. I think so. Back in yep. the day. So. Yeah, and if you, if you look at that album, right, it's got a lot. So that was... The, the, the Tupac album was on the same label... That you know had all the artists that were up and coming with Snoop and with Drake. So a lot of those people not only appeared on his album, but he appeared on some of their albums too. Yeah. I was never really a fan of the whole Biggie Smalls, Tupac kind of beef back and forth. I'm sure it garnered them some press and some money and whatever, but you know, that stuff never really was part of what I thought was the allure. He just had a very slick sound. He, he, he could put tracks together and, and have you listen. And it, it was almost relaxing sometimes. I mean, I guess that's a weird way to put it, but, and that was kind of like, if you look at my list, I don't have a lot of the traditional East, let's call it the East coast sound on my list, I have the Beastie Boys. A lot of mine, you know, Snoop, Dre, um, West Side Connection, Tupac, those are all like traditional West Coast sounds of, of music. Yeah. So I think that maybe I'm just more of a fan of that style of music. Um, I've got some Southern on here too. So maybe I just don't like and I, You know, I don't have a lot of people on. I don't know if you have necessarily a whole lot of people on your list that are from one particular region you got a a good mix of uh people from different regions yeah definitely um all right so another kind of no-brainer that doesn't necessarily need a lot of talk um and one i know that didn't hit your top 10 but hits most people's top 10 either towards the top or at the very top Uh, my number two would be jay-z i mean there is no denying this guy knows what he's doing and has a combination of style and flow, the ability to write, knows how to market himself, knows how to expand in a variety of different business directions. He's very shrewd. And I'm sure yeah, he's got help too, but yeah. who doesn't? But bottom line, the at the very minimum, he's got the, the, the seeds for everything himself, and a lot of people don't have that. And then just talking about the music, I mean... His evolution over time, you can definitely see the progression. I mean, 
the early stuff, the uh, in my uh, in my lifetime and uh, hard knock life they had good stuff he would team up regularly with like foxy brown and he would have just some really solid tracks uh, solid tracks and the commentary that he made was also self-acknowledging a lot of times he, he would talk about how things have changed and in, in the way that he does things and the black album that there are, I, I love bands and artists that can put out an album that is essentially, in my mind, perfect. There's no fat whatsoever. You couldn't trim anything. You shouldn't add anything. It is exactly the way that it should be. And that album is that, in my mind, for him. There is not a bad track on that entire album. And the, it's infinitely listenable and is one of the few that has a track or two that is not just listenable, but basically curse word free, which isn't a big deal for me because my my thoughts on, on uh, language are not, uh, I would say, typical. But it's, it's interesting. It just shows that he has that flexibility that if he wants to and he wants to get a message across, he can, and he'll do it clearly, and you'll love it. Yeah. I I can't necessarily hate on Jay-Z. I actually own the Volume 2, Hard Knock Life. I, I have that CD buried away somewhere at home, so I recognize a lot of those songs on there. I don't dislike him, but I just don't get into him like other people do. So he's very he's very neutral to me. Um, he does, a, like you said, I, I think the thing that I appreciate about him like Dre, like um, one like uh, Master P, which mm-hmm. we haven't really mentioned Master P at all. Yeah, because uh, he's got a. They've got big families and groups of people. They have a lot of artists that surround them. They make a lot. They have their production company that make artists better and make a lot of music for those artists. And he does that right now. You know, about as good as anybody does with. Lots of the monies, so he's <laughs> he's doing okay. Yeah, he's he's got ninety nine problems, as he would say. And yes, his um, his wife is definitely it, not one. Is of them. not one of them. His wife is arguably more talented than he is, and is worth more than he is, which is <clears throat> an odd uh, combination. Uh, not an odd combination. It's like a perfect combination of skills and artistry that you just don't you just don't see expect to last and it just does yeah they complement each other complement each other really well yep all right so we ready for our number ones for you sort of and for me definitely okay so um i like i said i wanted to do this one last because i figured it might be a surprise and i really do enjoy this particular artist or group of artists number one I'm sorry, what? Who? Number one. Number one. 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 Uh, eight Ball and MJG. Really? Yes. Huh. These guys are good. Underrated, I think, from a consumer standpoint. Maybe not underrated from an artist standpoint. I feel like a lot of artists have a big appreciation for these guys. Yeah, they're solid. But, um, I don't know, man. They just have like a sound... That to me just sounds good. It's hard to describe. Like when you hear things 
when you hear music. Why does it sound good to you? I don't know. It just resonates. It just sounds good. And their albums, to me, they just sound good. You know, uh, I, I'd say my my first exposure to Eight Ball and J, and MJG actually came from an MJG album uh, because some of the lyrics on on the MJG album are are actually pretty funny. And as a group of friends, we would always just walk around and every once in a while blurt out some MJG. Um, the the album was No More Glory. Ah. Um, and after hearing that, and then you see Eight Ball and MJG all together a lot, but you see them together on a lot of so like on my list on Little John, there's there's stuff on Little John, um, Ludacris. They worked with Ludacris. Uh, they've probably worked with a ton of other people, and you just don't know that they've worked with other people because you might not recognize that that was who they were until you read like the the notes or who actually collaborated with them. But the 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 thing that gets me about their uh, about their music is that it's not always the same, as in it evolves too. Like they have some of their early work, um, one of their early albums, uh, one of the first ones coming out hard, and then a few days, a few years later, there was um, on top of the world, and those two albums have like that kind of that dirty, the the dirty South kind of just feel to it. Mm. And then one I've been listening to a lot lately is Living Legends. And that's like an album from, gosh, 15 years ago, but like 10 years after those first couple albums. And it has like a lot of uh, like organs and synthesizer and stuff in it. Like it just has a completely different sound. But once again, it delivers a lot of bass. It has a lot of rhythm. These guys know how to, they know how to, Rap, although sometimes the things that they put together are, it's, it's you, you kind of have to do a, like a double take when you're listening to it, like, yeah, you kind of, you kind of just made that work, right? Okay, I get it. But honestly, if, if you guys have, if the listeners out there, if anybody out there has never listened to 8Ball and MJG, like just a lot, of, a lot of their albums, the first two, three songs out of the gate are arguably the best ones on the album. So like sometimes when you listen to a new artist for the first time and you and you hear them, sometimes you judge, right? You judge mm-hmm. on the early sounds you hear. Well, these guys come up, you know, they they deliver early on. Coming out of the gate swinging, swinging. Yep. Uh yeah, I, I always enjoyed them. Yeah. So that's that's actually those uh, those guys in uh, uh, West Side Connection. For some reason, who I've just been listening to a lot from a from a, a rap standpoint the last couple weeks has just been those guys. And yeah, a surprise for me at the end of my list. Well, with everybody that we've talked about so far, and considering my grouping of individuals I've chosen, I have a feeling that anybody that has an interest in rap probably already knows who my number one is. That's um, somebody that there's no way you can have two top 10 lists of top rappers and not have this guy be on it. Some one of those two mystical. No, <laughs> I like mystical as a rapper, uh, but not that much. Um, Eminem. Mm. Uh, there's, there's no two ways about it. Uh, talking again about somebody that can do speed, somebody that can be clear, somebody that can tell a story, 
somebody that you do not want mad at you because if you are in a uh, a beef with him, he's going to tear you up and you're it's not even going to be close more often than not. Um it's uh he can be extremely funny. He's definitely topical. He's often controversial. Uh, so kind of you kind of get everything with this guy. But uh, I, the, back in the old Slim Shady LP, I mean, you couldn't could not go anywhere without hearing my name is playing somewhere for what two years. Yeah, that was a good um, another good stretch of time where MTV had power, mm-hmm. right and. Um, if you had a, a video on there that had any listens, it would just keep going and it got played and it got played and it got played. And the kid kind of came out of nowhere to an extent. Sort of. Um, there's a lot of reading that you can do about where Dre, how Dre, why Dre mm-hmm. went for Eminem. There's a great. There's a great documentary on HBO. Um, it's it follows the path of Dr. Dre and another God. What I don't remember what that guy's name is. As they kind of went up from where they were to where they are now as billionaires because they are able to sell Beats the Beats brand um, ah, to Apple. Okay. So it's like a three or four part series that is really good. And there's a lot. There's a lot of developing interscope records Mm -hmm. right and Mm -hmm. then there's a lot of developing their own like this guy taking his own record label and bringing dre on and then having dre pull in artists um you know interscope it was it was it was dre and it was trent reznor Mm -hmm. um and them finding their own artists and bringing them in and of course eminem was like the, the first thing that dre bought in brought in and it's like you you won instantly. Like yeah. how how did this? So it was, it was a pretty big deal. It, it's a really interesting watch. If I remember, I, remember, I don't remember what it's called. Gotta say, Dre has an eye for talent. Uh, yes, he knows he knows what he's doing. But I mean, um, uh, an artist that doesn't mind courting controversy is often one that will be able to stay relevant longer. As as bad as that sounds. Um, because a lot of people like to be, maybe that's the wrong word. It's easier to get, uh, it's easier to get headlines so long as you can offend somebody. That's true. So, uh, it's easy to offend. It it is. Um, it's hard to defend. (laughs) To offend. Yeah, definitely so. And so he, uh, he, he's gotten flack for a lot of stuff over the years, but there's no denying that, not only can he turn a phrase, but when he collaborates with somebody, almost always everybody benefits, and it'll just be really good. Even if it's something like the song "Stan," where he takes a a, a song by somebody that you would never expect the average uh, rap artist to listen to, and then and then makes it part of his uh, makes it part of his song. Dido was it? Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it's just. Just kind of a kind of a crazy thing. And again, another really great story that that comes in with with that. But uh, and going with D twelve and that group of guys and being able to be funny and not only self promote through it, but also help 
each of them get a, a larger voice to a certain extent. Um, although I have to say it's kind of hard to get too much of a voice when you've got somebody like a uh, an Eminem or a Jay-Z or something like that. They're always, well, almost always going to be uh, the outshining star. But if it wasn't for him being with D12, I may never have listened to those other artists and go, wow, these guys are all really good too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're, they're gateways. They're gateways yeah. to other artists. And that's, I think, from the hip-hop standpoint, from rap, there are way more gateway artists hmm. than what there are in other types of music. Definitely. Uh, it just, it's easy to have someone be on a song for a minute and then that part of the song be the thing that you recognize and like, they they took off. Oh, you were on that one with that person? Let's... Mm, Listen to the rest of their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but... So, so... We got a list. We have a list. And it's a, and it's a solid top ten. I mean, we left out all sorts of people. I mean, for different reasons, obviously. I mean, I, I'm looking at my list of people that I left out of the top ten, and you know, Talib Kweli, Most Deaf, Rage Against the Machine, uh, you know, Lil Kim, Kanye, uh, Rod Digga, Ice Cube, Ice T was actually pretty good. Uh, you know, just all sorts of artists that were just fantastic. That it's like I only have ten spots. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I didn't. Like I said, I struggle to have like a like a legit ten, and I appreciate appreciate a lot of artists. Like Eminem is, I don't own any Eminem. I wouldn't purposefully listen to Eminem, but I don't necessarily dislike Eminem. Um, the only I, one of the artists that only really just bugs the heck out of me, and is is Kanye West. He's just annoying to me, and he's annoying because of just it, Kanye's annoying. But his music to me isn't that good either, so I can't I can't differentiate, you know, like if his music was really good and he was just as annoying to me, I'd be like, they'll balance out. But his music to me doesn't even stand out. Um, one of the more popular artists right now, Drake. I haven't heard a I can tell you a single song that that dude has ever done. I like Drake. So, um, I just don't listen to enough stuff to get into a lot of the. Kanye's very Kanye's very hit or miss for me. I mean, his earlier stuff I liked a lot better than his than his newer stuff. Uh, but I, for me, the only thing that really tarnished him his his personality to me is kind of irrelevant. You get people of a certain level of celebrity; it's just a matter of time before they often start to at least appear unhinged, as edited by television and the outlets that we see them through yeah. but the fact that he's also hanging around the kardashians that's the thing that tarnishes it for <laughs> me uh i really really dislike reality television on pretty much every single level and i try not i try to be fair and not judge on that sort of a thing but i can't help it all i see when i see kanye is okay where's kim yes yeah, it's Kimye. Yeah, it, uh, it's not fair, but uh, I, I can't help it. Well, anyway, we have loved having you along for this little ride down memory lane, partially, and, and some new stuff, too. To Did we hit the artists that you love? Did we miss some gems or nuggets? I'm certain that we definitely missed a, a couple of people that are just fantastic and 
and just didn't quite hit the list, don't forget to let us know in the forums. We will definitely uh, take a look and start a whole new conversation about the rap artists that you like. We'll, we'll definitely respond. Absolutely. We'll, we, we, we do read them, and there is, what, one person in this type thing. <laughs> so we, we have read the one response on the forum. Um, you can hopefully get to us maybe easier, maybe more... I don't know, concisely through Twitter at Real Pudding Guys. Yep. Uh, Facebook, you can look for us at Pudding Guys. Um, you know, it's just everybody loves pudding on Facebook. But yeah. uh, so there's a couple ways you can look us up through social networking. Uh, those are those those applications right now are pretty bare bones, but they'll they'll get built up. So the more people we have paying attention to that stuff, the more we'll pay attention to that stuff. Definitely. And we'll throw in we, we've mentioned it before. We'll throw in some fun uh, surveys just to get uh, you know a grasp on what everybody's think thinking on just nonsensical stuff like what's the best Stephen Seagal movie. I'll go back to that. I'm just I'm stuck on it. Yeah, so. I, you, for some reason that seems to be uh, seems to be a, a bit of uh, protein in your teeth at the moment. <laughs> but uh, I need to get a toothpick. <laughs> better be careful. He might he might karate chop it out of your out of your mouth. All right. Well, it's been wonderful having you, and we will see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>